back to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. As you can see, we are out here in Las Vegas for Summer League. Fubo gave us the bag, let us come and do what we had to do here in the Blue Wire studios. And we want to welcome the newest member of the Fubo Sports family. We got RJ Hampton in the building. He's got a new podcast, Young Person Basketball Podcast, that's going to be dropping Thanks. soon. Yep. Before we get into that, y'all was getting a little banter before we started the show. So I got to know, 21-year-old RJ versus 21-year-old Gil, who's cooking who? I'm definitely getting a bucket on you, but you're not scoring no, 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 that many no, no, points. No, no. On, you're not scoring that many points on me. And I'm, f- not, I'm not saying you're not gonna score. That's what I'm not saying. You're gonna get probably 20. You was nice in the first 20. quarter. No, the first quarter. Nah, you're right. Crazy. First quarter, 20, <laughs> 20 in the first quarter. 20 in the first quarter is 80 points for the game. Then. No, no, no. What, what I'm saying is, I thrived off of trying to score 50 on first team all defenders. That means you had no chance. First team, anybody who was on the first team all defensively, you try to get 50. I put 40 plus on them. Yeah, that's not me. They couldn't. They can't guard. They can't you, guard have like no, me. you have no help. They, ain't, they can't guard like me. We're going to play good team defense. I've never, I've never heard such a thing. <laughs> of what? Team defense against you? Never such a thing. It's never happened. Never. San Antonio used to try. I like the confidence, though. <laughs> I like the confidence, though. Yeah, I, like I like the confidence with both of y'all. I know, right? It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, Scottie Pippen got. MJ got put 41 on. He was old then. It don't matter. He was old then. <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not going for that. I'm not going for that. He had the MJ name. <laughs> I give you that. You can say that, though. You can say 40 on MJ. I just want, honestly, we got a bunch of questions, but I just want to see y'all talk shit for the whole show. I'm no, I'm just saying that. I'm, I'm just going you know, back and forth with each other. You got to keep the young kids checked something. Yeah. Well, RJ, let's talk about, obviously, new media. You get into the podcast game. What inspired you to do the Young Person's Basketball Podcast? And where did where'd you come up with that name? Uh, I mean, I don't even really know kind of, I feel like it was a collective decision to come up with the name of it, but I kind of wanted to get into the podcast space just for people my age. There's a lot of guys my age that don't listen to podcasts, really don't even really know what podcasts are. And I feel like, you know, coming from, you know, just being out of high school three years ago, I think it'll open another like avenue for people high schoolers and like 21, 22 year olds to even get into the podcast space or just learn about it and start watching them. You know what I like about, you know, that you're in it so early. What I mean early by age, yeah. right? <clears throat> you are so new to the league that your fans get to go through the experiences with you. Right, yeah. You know, you know, once a guy is like, you know, Draymond, you know, he's already, you know, right. three-time champ by the time he you know, got his podcast. Yeah. So he's already a veteran. Right now, everyone gets to, like, live it with you. Right. You yeah. know, the... You know the bad records, the the, the glories, the, the the career highs. They get to like really feel right, yeah. that 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 experience with you. No facts. So you got the young person basketball podcast. We are the old person basketball podcast. <laughs> we little watch. But Gil, what advice would you give to RJ about the podcast game and the do's and don'ts? The do's is just be just be you. You know, just be just be an athlete. Right. Right. You know, there's this there's this a big division between reporters and athletes. Right. Reporters have no respect for <laughs> privacy, right, nah. emotion. They yeah. have no respect for it. They're trying to, they're trying to get the big, you know, the, the big story. Like, I, I see you every day, sir. Yeah. There's there's nothing here. Talk about. <laughs> you know, so you know, as an athlete, you have the stories. You understand what a player's thinking, what a player's going through, you know, um, how he's gonna react to right. you know this topic versus this topic. So from there it's just, you know, you have your questions, 
Um, and from there, it's just more feel. Yeah. You're just trying to feel the person out, trying to, you know, like you can see where his mood is is taking the conversation. Right. Yeah. So obviously, recently y'all talked about Draymond. We've seen this this shift with the whole new media thing. What do you think about players like yourself, current guys now being able to take control of their own narrative, have their own brand, and have ways that they can now communicate with the fans? That like Gil mentioned, you don't got to go through reporters now. You can do it direct. Like you got to come to the Young Person Basketball right. podcast if you want to see what RJ is really about. I mean, I think it's great. You know, I feel like a lot of times, just like you kind of said, you know, reporters, you know, they want the big story, whether it's good or bad. And I feel like, especially with myself, I want to just touch on things that whoever I'm interviewing is comfortable with. And we can just rock with it that way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like with the whole new media thing for players and athletes to be able to express themselves, not on the court or on the field, just in whatever they do, but do it as themselves and, like, actually understand it from an athlete's perspective, that's what I think is dope. I agree. So we out here, obviously, Vegas NBA Summer League. What's the main thing that you're focusing on this summer in terms of just, you know, working on your skill set that you're going to really apply to next season? Uh, I'd probably say, honestly, it sounds cliche, but everything for real. Uh, but I would probably say one thing is just being in the best shape. I'm like one of the guys on my team that got to guard pretty much the best player every night when we play. So you got to be in shape to do that. So <laughs> I ain't going to lie. So I'd probably say just getting the, the, the best shape I can be in all summer and just continue to work for it. You know, one, one, one secret that I learned um, from Chris Mullen, because, you know, I got the same question. What do you want to work on? And, you know, every day. Yeah. And he was like, how long are you planning on being in the, the, the league? And I was like, 10, 15 years. He said, well, then work on one thing every summer. By the time you get to your 10, 15 years, yeah. you then came a complete player. Right. He said, so, you know, when you go into the summers, you don't lose what you already have, right? So all you're doing is like, if I, if I don't, I'm not good at step backs, I'm just going to work on step backs. Then, next, then the next time I'm going to work on this. Next summer, now think about everything you've just added to your game. By the time you're five years in, you're maxing out and you don't even know. You right. became a max player, not even realizing. Or realizing what you was doing. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, you want to get in shape. Um, that's a lot of bleachers, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of bleachers. Bleachers, lines, whatever. It is, but it's not. Like, you know, you you, you have your regular condition, you know, yeah. during the summer. And, and during the season, it's just maintaining. You got to remember, you know, four games and five nights. Right. You know, you don't work out as much. You know, just like do a mile here yeah. and there on your off days just to keep your conditioning. Right. That's yep. really all. Yeah, sure. So you mentioned conditioning so you could be able to lock up and work yeah. on that defensive side. When you look at some of those guys that you got to lock up against, who are the, who are the tum- some of the toughest players that you got to face from that standpoint? Um, yeah, I would probably say the two toughest players I probably had to guard was Kyrie and Zach Levine. Those probably the two toughest players I had to guard. So we, we know Kyrie, but what is it about Zach's game that, that makes it so tough? Uh, I just think he's, like, so fluid with his, with his movements. Like, he's so elusive and so, like, almost like he's almost really flashy but really simple at the same time like he's coming off ball screens like he's just so athletic you never know what he's going to do and he has a jump shot he can get to the basket he's finishing over bigs like i think he's a complete player all around especially on the offensive side for sure but you got right. something for him you got oh, something yeah, for, nah, him? for sure okay. are, you, are, you <laughs> watching, are you watching tape yet oh yeah a lot of it I, and i watched a lot of tape last year so so what happens with um just watch types Right. Just watch like type of players like, you know, you got your Kyrie guards. So you you just watch how he scores. Right. So like with me, 
he's a combo scorer, meaning everything he's going to do is in either twos or threes. So you never really go for the first move because right. it's going to be a second and a third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with James Harden, right? It's a He has a, you know, just like offense, I'm reading you as a player, right? So if you are great, you know, first first stopper, you're going to stop the first move, you're going to stop the second move, but you're bad at the third move. Yeah. I'm working on combo moves for threes right. on specialty guys. Yep. You know, usually, you know, if a bad defender, just one, you know, like um, a decent defender, I got I got a, I got a boom, boom. Yep. Third, I know you can't guard all three. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the, I'm pulling out that on depending on who I'm guarding. Right. Same thing with, with you. Your defense goes off of those type of players. You got your combos, you got your one-liners, right. and you got your one-two guys. You Facts. got your very athletic, you got a very, you know, yep. so you have to have mm-hmm. a defensive style for everyone. every single player. Mm-hmm. Yep, I feel you. So instead of watching every player, you're just watching types. types of players. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's talk about your pops. Obviously, your pops is a, a big-time legend, very, very supportive of it. What does it mean for you to have your pops just rock with you so tough? Yeah, that's my guy. Uh, I mean, Ain't really much more to say. Like, it's my pops, you know what I'm saying? But he's my coach all growing up. Uh, he's my brother's coach now. But just like when I went to New Zealand overseas, you know, my family came with me. When I was with Denver, I got drafted there. My family came with me. When I got traded, my family came. So I feel like I've always just had that support system, you know, from my parents uh, and my brother, too, because he sacrificed a lot, too, by just moving. But he going to be a hooper, too. But not nah, my pops, for sure. Uh, he definitely, you know, instilled family with me from the jump. So I feel like that's kept me pretty level-headed since I've, I've been in the league. And how do you balance that relationship? My pops used to coach me when I was younger. He used to, he used to get on my ass a lot. Like, it, yeah, it became nah. tough. Because you go from, you know, coach and player to yeah, father nah, and son. Yeah, I hated my pops, for sure. Yeah, you know what 100%, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I tell 100%. people that shit all the time. They came, like, I hated my dad for, like, for, no, for sure. Yeah, I, still, I love my dad to death, but there's still some stuff I don't forgive him on for, for being my coach. I'm like, <laughs> yo, you ain't even have to do me like that. Because <laughs> I, I I'm dealing with the same thing with my son. Because you got to remember, we know your weaknesses. Right. And we're going to keep poking at them until you fix it. Right. You know, that's just point blank. That's who we are as, as fathers. We're trying to get you from, you know, making the same mistakes we make. Right. And if we made it here, you're supposed to make it here. Your, our grandkids supposed to make it here. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so, how I feel now, though, because like with my brother, like when my brother's playing, I feel like I, I'm coaching him so yeah. hard. Like I'm, like I'm his pops. You know yeah, what I'm he saying? Gotta, he got to do it. I'm like, I don't even want to imagine what I'd be like if I had a kid. I had a son that's playing. I'm coaching him. I'd probably be crazy. So you know, but that's what makes the best. If you look at you know, you know, most top athletes, they 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 were around you know other athletes. Their parents was athlete, right? Yeah. Or their great parents, you know, For great sure. parents was athlete. So it just you're just trying to. Keep it moving. Don't, yeah, don't sure. stop hitting. Yeah. You know? And I told my son, I said, look, I worked out three, four times a day. I wish I could do, I could have did more. Right. Knowing, you know, where Knowing everyone. You know now, yeah. yeah, you know, so it's like, yo, you over here practicing twice. Bro, you trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you about to be, you know, you about to be a D-League tenure. Boy, go this way. You better get the, the, get the work tenure. here. <laughs> so one of my favorite moments from the 2020 NBA draft. Bucks drafted you, heard about the trade, Pops grabbed the hat, like, now nah, we get, get this joint yeah, out of here. Yeah, no, that was crazy. I didn't even lie, I didn't see that till like three days later. Like, I, I just was oblivious. I just was not focused. I was, I was really wondering where I was going. I was, first of all, I was kind of pissed off, but like, I went so late and so I'm like already kind of mad a little bit, but then like, I hear my name call, but I'm trying to figure out what team I'm going to. So I'm really like kind of locked in. And then like three days later, I seen the clip on like ESPN and I was like, wait, you did that? <laughs> I was like, and anyways, but yeah, I didn't even know. 
So how, how did that, I want to say that draft day trade and, and getting traded from the Nuggets to the Magic just, just help you understand the business side of the league? Yeah, for sure. I definitely think that was one of probably the first times I understood that I, the basketball was a business. I feel like I did at a young, younger age, though, because I went overseas at like 17, 18. So I kind of, you know, seeing guys didn't have to go to school. You know, all they did was play basketball. Now that you're not just providing for yourself, providing for your family. So when that happened, it was kind of like, yo, like, I can't like sit here and soak like soak about it, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a new opportunity and like new coaches, new new GM, new ownership, everything. Go make the best of it. You know, it's so crazy about like draft day, um, because there's so many deals being made, right, right, under the table, and you have no idea. It's like um, no idea. You have no idea. It's like so like if a team picks you up then trades you, that was a deal that they already had in play. For sure. Like my guy. The guy I want is probably gonna be taken. So you take him for me, yeah. and then I'll take your guy, and then we just trade him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's, yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's just like, like if I'm Jason Tatum, oh, I'm, I would be, I would be pissed for like a while because he was the number one pick. Boston had the number one pick. Oh yeah. They wanted Jason. Right? Yep. They wanted Jason, so all they had to do was just keep that pick. Yeah. Nah. It's they crazy. wanted to dupe. They wanted to dupe some. Uh, they, so they knew Philly couldn't yeah. pick him because they had Ben Simmons. They knew Lakers wouldn't pick him because they had Brandon Ingram. Yep. So they was like, Philly, I'll make a deal with you. You give me some picks, I give you number three. So they get the same player. Yeah. With some extra stuff. And a different pick. Yeah. Yeah. At a different pick. Nah, I feel if I'm that. Jason Tatum, I'm like, yeah. could have number one. Yeah. <laughs> that, shit, that shit happened to my pops in 77. Bucks had the first and third, and they drafted Ken Benson uh, from Indiana first, white dude. My yeah. pops was always salty about it. <laughs> you know, and Phoenix had number two. But, you know, you probably remember Ken Kareem binged him up in his, his first game league. Like, he, oh, was, he elbowed Kareem. Kareem just stole oh, on that. Was, yeah. But just to that point, it's like, okay. you know, yeah, but just like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, I, I want to be number one. I'm three. Like, give me no, a break. But you mentioned talking about the NBL. So, NBL, I wanted to know, what was that experience like when you saw the toilets flush and reverse for the first time? Yeah, I feel like everything over there was a little weird. I ain't gonna lie, everything <laughs> was a little different. Um, but yeah, I feel like it was a fun experience, but you are right. The toilets was weird. And then they said, like, there used to be, like, spiders and snakes in the toilets yeah, in Australia. For sure. And once they told me that, I was like, yo, I'm tripping. I didn't ever want to go to the bathroom. I feel like... This is real shit. Yeah, no, facts. No, 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 no. First of all, I'm just going just gonna to stop both of y'all right now. Who looks at the toilet to see if it spins the other way? You, you, if you're in Australia, you want to make sure you potty? Nah, but they told me. You want to make sure the potty goes down if you're in Australia? No, yeah, to look for it. That's like the thing everybody talks about. I've never been to Australia, but that's the thing that everybody talks about. I've never been to Australia, that's why. I've heard. I just want to. But the spiders, the spiders and snakes thing too. I heard too, and it's like, ooh, serious? Yeah, they're dead serious. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. That's no joke. So, what did that experience? You know, bypassing college, going straight to that pro. What was that experience like for you out there? It was fun. I mean, like, I just felt like I got to have like a whole new family, a whole new culture. I felt like the competition was great over there. I felt like I got a lot better. I felt like you know my time there just to focus on basketball instead of having to like juggle books too i feel like that helped me too and then also like the business side like i don't know how i would have reacted if i got traded and never would have been in like you know a business earlier you know it kind of might would have messed me up but you know i had ups and downs over there for sure you know but i learned you know it was a business so it was fun do you ever regret not going to college uh i don't regret not going to college but like do i think college would have been fun for sure yeah, yeah definitely would have 
the you know, would have been fine. NBA's fine. <laughs> NBA's, you know, NBA's, that's my pops would have said. NBA's fine. NBA's fine. College was a little too fun for some of us, just to be real. You know what I mean? NBA's real fun. NBA's real fun. Like, with... Because I, the only person I know that went over there is probably what uh, Brandon Jennings, Lamelo, right? Um, I never got to ask Brandon Jennings about it. Like just like, like was it like, was it more business or was it like, like trying to get into your own, trying to figure out like who you are, or were you just trying to? I was trying to get to it for real. Okay, okay. But it definitely, you definitely trying to figure out who you are, like who you are as a player, who you want to become, you know. You go from, you know, being, you know, high school phenom and then now you're on a team where uh, dudes are trying to win to eat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of like when to, to go to, you know, Whataburger after the game, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it definitely had the business side, but like at the same time, I was still trying, you know, I was still trying to get to it. Like, I was trying to get up out, get up out of there and yeah, come over yeah. here, come back. <laughs> so what was that experience like for you going, obviously high school, now to playing with grown ass men and just kind of the differences body types, all that type of stuff, just the physicality of the game out there. I feel like it was more, it was definitely more physical, but like, I think they hyped it up a little bit more than what I, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were like, oh, it's gonna be super physical. And I'm like, okay, like Andrew Bogut, Andrew Bogut did set some hard screens, I ain't gonna lie. My first game was against Andrew Bogut. And yeah, he caught me a couple of times, but after that, I was good then. After that, I was cool. I don't, I, I really never believe in the, the physical, they, they play more physical. Like, there's referees, those are called fouls. No, yeah, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, that's why, like, some of these, you know, like, veterans, before me, veterans. Yeah. Um, when they talk about, like, yo, I would have did this and that. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was a foul. Foul, it's a foul. It's a foul. Oh, that's my biggest pet peeve, That is my biggest pet peeve. Oh, yeah, out of clotheslines you when you come to the rim. Okay, that's a foul. In the 80s, though, they call They let some of that ride, though. Listen, they was calling that, though. Like, they still called it. They still called the foul. Like It might not have been a flagrant one or two, but... Do I get my two free throws or not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael Jordan shot 10 free throws. So yeah. obviously they were calling it. Most definitely. So let's talk about your transition to the NBA. Uh, obviously going to the Nuggets. Which players kind of helped you understand just how to be a pro and really helped you just kind of, you know, get acclimated to that NBA life? I'd probably say uh, Gary Harris and Jamal Murray and Monte Morris, those three, those three dudes helped me really when I was in Denver. Just more on the, the, the basketball side, Gary probably just like off the court and just how to deal with like the NBA life, you know, the ups and downs of it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is any of them people older than 25? Yeah. Gary is, he the only one. But see, we <laughs> no, didn't have- That's now. We didn't have, we didn't have oh, yeah, vets. vets. You didn't have vets. We didn't have like vets, vets when I was okay. in there. I'm trying to think who was the, <laughs> it might've been, was it? Who was the oldest on my team? It might have been Jam- Jamichael Green. But he's still kind of young too yeah, then. Yeah, he's like yeah. maybe, what, 30? Yeah, that's Will nice. Barton was 28, 29. Yeah, Lee getting young. Yeah, 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 I ain't yeah. have nobody <laughs> <who's> <laughs> like that. Yeah. The, the, the most vet I ever had since I've been playing is Rolo, Robin Lopez. Yeah. But Rolo, cool. He don't really talk too much. Oh, he just be, yeah. be chilling. He just be chilling. And what did Gary Harris teach you about the off-the-court stuff that, that you learned? Like, what was kind of the most surprising thing to you about making that adjustment to the NBA? Probably just, like, the highs and the lows, just, like, always staying even-killed. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best person I've seen just even-killed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen Gary, like, start the season, shot, like, one for, like, 25 from three the first couple of games. And 
ended the season shooting like 39, 40%. You know, just like he never, he's never too high, he's never too low. He's always in the gym, he's always working. So that's probably the person that I looked at the most. And I still look at it. That is, you know, the key to an 82 game season, right? right? You never want to get too high when you're doing well and one, never want to get too low. You yeah. got to understand that you're not going to make every shot, you're not going to miss every shot. There's going to be games where you go 20 for 20 if you, you know, if yeah, it's yeah. just all, everything lines up. There's going to be games where you go 0 for 20. Yeah. You know, but those two, those, those two things are rare. Yeah. You know what I mean? So from there, you just, you know, I, I call it counting buckets. You know, for the most part, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get about seven to nine buckets in, trying to get about seven to 10 free throws made. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so that's, you know, so instead of stressing myself out, like usually, you know, if I say I'm going to score 40 on you, it, it's it's more of, you know, I'm going to try to score seven, seven, seven. Right. So I'm going to make a layup, out. make a three, hit a free throw, maybe a mid-range, and I play the game exactly like that. So I'm never stressing like, oh, man, I only got three points. Right. And I'm like, shit, I only need three three layups, you know, two threes, you know, in the next three quarters. I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nice. <laughs> and then from everything, is after that, everything is just extra. Right. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You know, when you start, you know, sitting there like, and I'm averaging 28, I only got four right now. I can see it in your face. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, he's about to have a rough one. <laughs> so you look at, obviously, the league now, Steph, the explosion of the three-point shot, but you focus a lot, too, in the mid-range. I know your pops are really heavy on kind of yeah, locking that and ingraining that into your game, but scoring on all three levels. So how, how important is that to you to be a, a complete player and be able to score on all three levels? Uh, I mean, I think it's really important. Like you said, Steph, he then took the three-point shot to just a whole different, you know, level. There's dudes that's taking, like, not taking fast breaks and shooting threes. But I feel like it's it's good. People don't even understand, though. Steph will shoot a couple mid-ranges. You know, Steph, Steph is one of the best, I feel like, one of the best finishers around the rim as a guard. You know, people only think he shoots threes. So I definitely think it's important to be a three-level scorer. There's not – there's specialists, you know, there's, there's – uh, you know, you got your you got your Duncan Robinsons. You know, you just don't leave him open on the three-point line. But I feel like those three-level scorers, those are the toughest to guard. And for me personally, you know, that, that's Kyrie, Dame, Steph. I think those are all three-level scorers. KD, three-level scorer. Like, when you have that mid-range, it's hard to stop. Sure. See, uh, what happens is I think the NBA puts – or just, just – just reporting around the game, uh, they put so much emphasis on the three ball, right? right? Even when I played, everyone's like, oh, three point, shoot three point. And I was like, you know, I average 10 free throws, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I post up, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. most of my points came from free throws and threes, but the highlights, I mean, free throws and, uh, and posting up, but the highlights are the threes. Yeah. The big shots are the threes, right. you know? So, yeah. I mean, so no one realized like, the best scores are three-level scores. For sure. Like, so you can look at Steph. If Steph was just a three-point shooter, yeah. he will be easy to guard. For sure. But because he can go and hit you with the pop, yeah. take two dribbles in, hit you with that, go in there and make layups around the run, because he can do all three, it's really yeah. hard to really... It's hard to, it's hard to, yeah, guard. It's hard to guard him. Yeah. So you, you mentioned you watch a ton of tape. Which, which guys are you studying and peeling stuff from their game to add to yours? 
Uh, honestly, this year I, I was I was watching. Uh, I started after the season watching a lot of Jordan Poole. I just like the way he like I like the way he plays. Like it just always looks like. You, I, I guess you can kind of say with that Steph, but I think even a little bit more than Steph, you just never know what Jordan Poole is going to do. He could, he could shoot something crazy, like something out of this world, and you'd be like, what is he doing? But then, like, four or five times down, like, next trips down, that it works, you know what I'm saying? So he's one of the guys that I've actually started watching a lot just because his offensive game, he has, I think he has a lot in his bag. So we're talking about the Nuggets, and that was a young squad. Now you're on the Magic. That's a young squad as well. So who do you look to on that squad for mentorship? Uh, G. Harris. <laughs> G. Harris on the team. So, I mean, <laughs> he rolled with you. What you got on the, uh, yeah. Shit, you three years in, you, you damn near the vet. Like, I'm <laughs> for real, I'm saying. I'm the, I'm the, what, the third youngest on the team, and I don't think we have, Rolo just left, I don't think we have anybody over 30. We don't have one player over 30, I don't think. Ooh, Terrence right. Ross, T. Ross is, Think, nah, T. Ross, I think it's 30 or 31. 30 or 31. That arena is a little different, huh? Which one? Magic. What do you mean, the arena? It's better than, than Denver? Denver? Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like it a lot better than Denver's arena, <laughs> for sure. I like it better than arena, for sure. Do they still got uh, chefs and all that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, breakfast, lunch, yeah. breakfast, lunch. Everything. That was, that was the first time, you know, I'm on one of my last teams and I got there and they had, like, you didn't have to spend no money. Yeah. You know, you had the breakfast, you had the lunch. Oh, everything. You had the dinner. I'm taking plates home. I'm we like, we just got a new facility too. They're about oh, to, yeah. uh, they're about to be done in like two weeks. This is the, this is the most expensive in the NBA. They just built it. Oh, serious? Facility. Yeah. Have you? Did you go to any of the clubs after the game? They didn't. They shut it down because it's been COVID. So oh. there, there was nothing. Oh, you never. Oh. Yeah. There's maybe after no. after games like you know like Duhan them. Yeah. It's like we're about to go to the club. And I'm <laughs> like the club like down here. It's like nah, baby, upstairs. I heard Miami got one. Miami the Heat got one. Upstairs. Yeah. I, I, I never, I never got to experience club in the arena. Yes. Nah. But the players are going to the club yes. and turning up in their own and like yes. Nah, I Heat imagine got. that's what the Forum Club was like back in the day. If I had nah, that was a little different. Probably. But not not at that level though. But no, 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 serious. Like they like. Our team used to like they eat and then they'll go straight up to the the club. Yeah, that's wild. Number like, yeah, oh, y'all are. That's wild. So yeah, I gotta hit you. We're, we're at summer league, and one of the things I love about summer league is you get a lot of these young dudes in. They get a bunch. You get all the per diem at once, right? And, yeah. And they out and about. They they in the casino getting it in. Yeah. You stay away from that stuff, but when you seeing those guys, is there any advice or tips you give them? Like, yo, just keep your ass in the room, man. You don't need to be doing all that. You ain't got keep. You ain't got to stay in the room. Just keep your bread for real. <laughs> That's, the casino never never loses for real. Man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Man. I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm gonna say, man, go down there and lose all my money anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then you you think you up, and then you want to you want to try to win some more, and you lose it all, and now you mad. You going back to the room mad for the rest of the night. Now the per diem ain't coming for another six days, five days. Yeah, I'm not messing with that. It's funny y'all talking about all these young dudes in the league. I was, I was here a couple of days ago, and it was just crew of dudes. But like Jason Tatum was the oldest dude there, and I'm just looking like, how is this dude the OG now? At the 24. Crew? You know, like how is he the he's the OG? He's like the big uh, big bro now of the crew trying to figure out what to do. But when you are like, what's been the coolest experience for you uh, in summer league? Honestly, probably just seeing all the guys. Like you know, seeing seeing everybody. You know, you dap up people in the lobby. Just you just hanging out for. Real. I think that's the. I think. I was talking to Brandon earlier. Like, I think summer league is almost getting bigger than like All Star Weekend. Yeah. Like, I feel actually, like actually, you're right. Yeah, and I, we were saying like it's because like All Star Weekend is in February. It's cold. 
pretty much wherever they have it at. They don't have it in no good cities no more, mm -hmm. I feel like. So nobody really wants to go. It's a two-day event. Like, Summer League, it's a two weeks long in Vegas. Like, who don't want to come? Everybody Because, you know, you know, like, speaking of that, like, if you just, through Instagram, you see, okay, Kyrie's there, okay, Westbrook. Yeah. Like you, it's like everyone just comes right. just to watch. Because remember, it's basketball, so everyone's just coming to watch basketball just to, you yeah. know, you know, put their support out there, see who's there. You know, you got training here with Bunasar, so, you know, you get a little bit, now you get the gamble. Right. You know, yeah. so you get everything for veterans to, to actually just, yeah, I'm about to go to Vegas for a couple of days, see what's, see what's popping over there. Yeah, for sure. Now it feels like adult AAU now. Like back in the day, you used to come out here, no bread, circus, circus, just walk the midway. No bread, circus. You know, you know. Yeah, you remember those times. You might be too young for those times. Yeah, you're too young. Yeah, I've been to circus, circus. But you would just see the crew of the team walking up and down the strip. Nobody had shit to do. Nobody had no money. But now you got everybody. Everybody big balling. This is right after everybody got their contract extension and all that type of stuff. So guys are just out here really turning up. Like no, literally. AAU, you have everyone sleeping in the same room. Oh, for sure. No bread. Oh, I done definitely did that. I done definitely did but that. But we had the best time at oh, Circus Circus. Sure. We sit there looking for quarters that fell on the floor. Like, ah, come on. But you knew who the top dudes were because they were the ones playing all the carnival games. They, yeah. Their coaches were obviously breaking we the was, bread. We was just walking the strip. When I was yeah. there, we was just walking the strip. <laughs> Thought we was having fun. But yeah. Yeah, we, just, we were doing nothing at all. Like nothing. Nothing to do. The best time, so. So let's talk about uh, Jamal Mosley a little bit. I know he's really trying to bring some toughness to this squad, but what's it been like for you having him as your head coach? Uh, it's been great. I think Moses is a player's coach. I think that he's somebody for the, the young guys that we have that can encourage the, the process of like, it's an everyday grind. It's not going to happen right away. You know, he's an assistant coach, you know, forever. Got his first head coaching job. And I feel like he kind of wants to help us build in that same way. Like no one, like I'm not, not I'm, I'm not an idiot to say I'm going to average 40 points next year or the team is going to be 72 and 10 like you know it's a it's a growth process and I feel like he also brings that same mindset as a coach because he went through it as well he was my coach in AAU really mm -hmm. oh okay what squad pumps oh okay <laughs> you wasn't you didn't have him with the pumps yeah I, I rock with the pumps for a little bit oh, yeah 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 I had him with the pumps or not okay. I didn't listen to him and what's, what's it mean to you to have a guy? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you said you didn't listen to him? No, no, no. Pass the ball, Gil? Nah. 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 I'm not passing the ball. <laughs> you want to pass it? Get, get that vocabulary out your mouth. Just say, shoot it, Gil. Shoot it. Shoot it, Gil. Shoot it. That's when you get tired of shooting, eh, maybe pass maybe, it. Maybe look at your teammates. So if you want me to pass to my teammates, yeah, sub me dumb, out. That's dumb fun. He <laughs> said, sub, sub me out. out. If you want me to pass, just sub me out right now. Especially AAU back then. Yeah. Oh, I didn't pass the ball. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pass an AAU. It was, it was just me. Yeah. I'm trying to make it to college. Yeah, I feel you. This ain't no team thing. I, I ain't trying to show. win no team championship. Your pops coach you all the way through AAU? Yeah. You all so, the way I mean, my last year at AAU, when I was a junior, I played in the EYBL for like two sessions, and Jermaine O'Neal was my coach. How was that? I messed with Jermaine. It's my okay. guy. Yeah. He let me rock out. Yeah. yeah. Nah, he was like, I, I told him, I was like, yo, I'm coming play for the team, Drive Nation. And he let me rock out. And then we went, I think, 0 and 8. And I said, I'm going to college. I mean, I'm, I'm reclassifying up. Uh -huh. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. But that's still my guy. He, yeah, yeah. he, he, he know why we had to, you know, stop playing. I was like, oh, yeah. Hey, and next time you tell the story, you got to leave the 0 and 8 part out. We, you know, <laughs> you're going to say whatever. No, we was. No, we might have been 0 and 8. 
You can say whatever we would have rocked you for. You ain't know we won a championship. Yeah, we there. Yeah, yo, I would have yeah. You won a championship? No, I'm just saying, if you would have said that. No, if you would have said oh, that. Oh, I've never, I never got past the first round. Yeah, you know, those teams were not those teams were not getting it. Well, I, I had Atlanta 50, Celtics though. and all I had 50. I, yeah. I don't know. That was the most important what happened in the second round. I, <laughs> yeah, we came here. We was here for two days. We back home. Nah, I feel that. Yeah. So back to Coach Mosley, what does it mean for you to have a guy that's played in the league? You mentioned Jermaine O'Neal coaching you too. Just in terms of just that respect level and him having been in, been in the trenches and done that before. Like you said, he, like we respect that he's been in the trenches just like we are, how we're trying to grind and, and build this, this magic team back up. So like when he say something, we respect it and we, we're listening and we're understanding just because like he only wants the best for the team and for himself as well like you know he wants to become one of those best coaches in the nba you know what i'm saying so to have somebody that has his own grind like that smooth so you guys drafted paolo banchero number one overall this year added him to the squad you guys gotten a chance to play with each other a little bit this summer yeah. what do you like about paolo's game and what do you think the future holds for both of y'all uh i think he's just a complete player i uh, i didn't know i didn't watch a lot of duke games this past year but like no i didn't know yeah, I didn't. I didn't no watch one does. it. I'm a, I'm a Kansas guy, but um, what was I about to say? No love for Coach K. No one does. No. Okay. I, ain't say, I, I don't know about that, but uh, his, I, no love for Coach K. Personal beef. Oh, okay. My bad. Beef is eternal. The beef is eternal. He's not running from no squad. Y'all got to squash it, man. Y'all got to. You, you and Coach K got to squash it up. We need to get that. Unless we go back to 06 and he plays me. Other than that, nah. Ain't nothing he could do? No. No. Damn. The USA team? Yep. He ain't play you? No. At all? No. Like zero. No, he has subbed me. He has subbed me in. I get three quick buckets. Sub me out. We up 20. I'm like, I'm like number 15 on the team. I should be playing right now. No. Nah. He I never gave you a reason? Nope. Arizona? I'm sure it was Arizona. I'm sure. They don't with the Pac-12. Well, you said it was the first time I like like Did you recruit you? No, hell no. no. But it was the first it was the first time in my career where I actually like took a back seat. Like right. you didn't have to put me back there. I was like, yo, I called him on fourth of July, hey Coach K. <laughs> um, this is Gilbert. Happy four to the family and stuff. You know, um, I'm gonna put my ego aside and I just wanna win for the the, the country. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, whatever man, you dog. need me to whatever you need me to do, I'll do America. America. I did all Went into the camp, was taking charges, was was doing. Oh, what you was really, you was really like, I was in. really like yeah. playing defense, clapping, talking on defense. The problem was this: he gave me a team that helped me do what I do best. Right. You know, I got Kirk Heinrich, I got Antoine Jameson, I got uh, Brad Miller, I have um, Bruce Bowen. And we're going against LeBron, Melo, D-Wade, Joe Johnson. So only way we compete is they just give me the ball. Right. I don't I, I don't think he liked the style. He was trying to get to it. But I had to. Right, nah, for sure. You know, so we have like we'll have like, you know, it'd be like 30 to 25. I got 23 of our points. And I, I don't know if he didn't like that. Like I like clearly I'm the like, look, clearly I was the best player there. Right. You know what I mean? No, no, we did we did have LeBron James there, but yeah. clearly from practice I was the best player. Right. And you know, he benched he was benching me. Coach K, you gotta race the hate player. Come on. Hey, man. It'd be hate like that, man. You know what I mean? Like if I had Duke players on my team, not playing. Oh yeah. <laughs> nah. 
<laughs> so let's get back to Paolo. Is there anything about his game that surprised you now, seeing him up close and personal, getting, getting a chance to get some, some games in with him? IQ. I think he has a really high basketball IQ. Like, he can pass the ball really well. I did not. I didn't expect that coming. I didn't expect that coming in. But, like, just like the – he'll make a move one-on-one, and, like, as soon as, like, the read's off or the jumper's not there, he can make those quick dishes to the corner. Like, uh, in the overtime game we had uh, two days ago, like, he – Drove. I'm spacing for the three. He loses the ball and like in an instant fires it to the to the box and, and we score and win. And I was like, yo, his IQ is his IQ is very okay, different. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I think he played quarterback a little bit in high school too, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's quarterback too. Yeah. yeah he's oh, quarterback. Okay. So yeah. I know we're gonna get you on the Paolo train, bro. We, eventually. Oh, because he went to Duke too. Are you like nobody from Duke? Is that what it is? I like listen. I just thought because he was light skinned, but. It's like I'm, I, I'm Kyrie, I'm Tatum, but I just don't call them Dukies. You just Kyrie and Tatum. You don't even care what. what Brandon they're... Ingram. Anybody, you know what? I do this. Anybody after like three years, I'll you do use a Duke Duke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If and Coach Case like if Coach if you was one of Coach Case favorites. Oh yeah, it was real. It was real deep. Besides JJ Rick, I like JJ Rick. JJ's a real That is my guy. Yeah, JJ's a real one. He crosses, he transcends. He gets it to go play from the cookout. Not into the cookout. <laughs> cross the street. He gets across the street. He gets play across the street. Here you go, JJ. Tim Foyle. Opening when you get home. He gets it to go play? Opening when you get home, JJ. He can't come uh, in? No. Nah. The cookout is very sacred. Black people oh, get mad. We start like, inviting people in. Oh, like the, like the father who ain't paid his child support. He, he's across the street. <laughs> Take it. Unwrap that Tim Foyle. Got you it. give him a plate, though. You give him a plate, though. Maybe a little swine on there. I'm going to be real. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. Right, when you look at this Magic squad, though, I mean, I think y'all future is bright. Y'all, y'all got a good young core, good nucleus. How excited are you for about the future of the squad and what they're gonna be able to do this season and beyond? I mean, I think the sky's the limit for real. I think uh, we have a lot of guys who want to win, and we have a lot of guys who really haven't won. So I feel like it's the, the eagerness to win and to like put our, you know, egos to the side and worry about winning is there. Um, I think. Gary and T. Ross, maybe the only people that don't really, really kind of want anything, and really they haven't really won. You know what I'm saying? They're still looking for that that hunger to to really win. So, uh, I mean, just with the the talent that we have and that we've built, uh, I just think it's going to be fun. And and I feel like next year uh, we'll make those strides throughout the season. There'll be a lot of ups and downs, but I think we'll make those strides. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of downs. Uh, how many how many, <laughs> how many games y'all win last year? <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, it's going to be around the same this year. We could have <laughs> won more. We well, really just could've. been realistic. We really could have won more, though. But yeah, we, you know, no, we really could have. usually what bad teams say. But this is cool. You know what I mean? All you do is just look. We as individuals, you just keep getting better as individuals. Right, yeah. And then eventually the talent. Like, I think I think sometimes when, when coaches, general managers, mostly general managers, they go into the summer – thinking about who they can add to the team, not realizing, develop your players. Like if I'm a, co- if I'm a coach, my, my, my first message to the team is this, how many people want to be max players? Hopefully they all raise their hands. Right. So if you guys all want to be max players, then let's practice, let's train like max players. Right. Like if Steph is, if Steph is taking a thousand shots a day, that's what y'all should be doing. Right. A thousand of shots today. Y'all should be in here. I shouldn't even have to have practice. Right. Because y'all in here, six o'clock, from six o'clock to eight o'clock, go eat breakfast from 10 o'clock this, then we play, we practice. We, yeah. Like, y'all should be trying to, right. like, I want all my players to be maxed players. Right. 
Like, I want to be able to say, yo, I maxed him out. Like, you can fire me, we, but he got maxed, he got maxed, yeah. he got maxed. That's, that's what a, a coach's job is. You trying to look for, you know, oh, I'm going to make the KD trade and make me a coach. Nah, right. coaching is coaching is making sure your players developing. are developing. Right. Like, I'm not judging. I'm not judging you off of how many wins you got. Like, I want to look at a player and say, all right, this is what he did last year. This is what he's doing this year. Okay, I know, I know. Y'all put in some work. He put in some work. Y'all put in some work. Yeah. You got a system that just added him because he wasn't part of that rotation last year. Right. Now he is like pool, yeah. right? Like you can see, okay, he wasn't part of the rotation his first year. Like last year, yeah. okay, that's a that's a new player. Y'all yeah. developed him. Now look at Facts. him. Facts. It only takes one year. Facts. Shit, all it takes is one good month one good at the right yeah. time. One yeah. good month at the end of the month. You know, I mean, I... I met a player, and Mark Jackson, he signed, he played 25 games at the end of the season. Yeah. 25 million for 25 games. Sheesh. Today, that's 50 million for yeah. 25 games. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it ain't, listen, you go out there, you do you, somebody's watching. Yep, thanks. So you guys are working hard, obviously, but you like to have some fun too. I'm, I'm hearing stories that the, the Magic players love to, to prank on the road and, and do all kind of crazy stuff. Hey, I ain't getting this information. I know. We, we, we ask around. Yeah, we, we, do our, we do our due diligence. So what's the craziest prank that you see? I know, I know prank is all, all a part of the NBA, and that's kind of yeah. helps keep the mood light and, and develop that camaraderie for people at home. Oh, y'all around like, nah, this is a part of it too. Like, this is how you develop a team. So what's the craziest prank that you've seen during your time with the Magic? Uh, this one's pretty bad. We built up, we put um, we put stink bombs in uh, Chumo Kiki's car, <laughs> and we put them like we put them inside the air vents. So like he was looking for them and he didn't know what was happening, oh and he tried to turn the air on to get the smell out. <laughs> I never thought of that one. And he sent us a kill taking notes. He sent us a Snapchat of him driving driving in his car with his shirt like this, talking about I hate y'all. And like for like four days, he they couldn't get the, the 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 smell out of his car. It was bad. Yeah, we kind of felt bad after that one. Yeah, Man, that's a good. That's okay. a good. But you know what's so funny? Like just I with that. This car too. Just with that is just. You what? I paintballed his car too. Okay. Ooh, ooh, and the dents. No, 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 no. See, I I didn't want to I didn't want to actually shoot the paintball gun because I was afraid of the dents. Yeah. So I just took the paintballs and threw them at the car. Oh no, because I I I I I understand because I shot the car. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm glad I didn't do that because then I'd have been out of me. Yeah, yeah, I did all yeah. that. Yeah, I, 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 you, you jumped in the car and you tried to drive off. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> Taking people's keys for hours and hours. Yeah. Like people like, and that's the thing. Like when when you when people hear stories, when the media hears stories, right? You hear all these stories about pranking and like they're immature. Uh, y'all. Yeah. We're kids, yeah, you know, we're mean. kids, we're doing kid shit. Yeah, just because you give, you give us millions of dollars doesn't, doesn't mean, mean we're going to be, we're not going to be kids yeah, anymore. Like, and most of the times when you're doing silly shit, it's in the locker room. Yeah. Right. You well, know, when we go home, we're, I don't see them no yeah. more. So we, it'd be in the locker room. Right? It's, 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 it'd be in the locker room or in the garage. That's, <laughs> now you understand where the... The gun story. It's in the locker room. It's where it, no, no, I just said it's the locker. That's what we know. It's our playing that, that, ground. That's a sanctuary. You know that. <laughs> that's what I'm no, that's our sanctuary. That's that's where it really goes down. No, Gil's, oh, just that's saying, hilarious. If you just listen to Gil, he'll he'll like, always. I paintball inside the arenas, lockers and everything. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, 
So I got a couple more for you. You know, you caught a few bodies during your career, your young NBA career. If you could dunk on anybody, we'll say past or present, if you could catch anybody slipping, who would it be? It's cliche, but Braun. And I have a reason though. I have a reason. It's because we were playing in LA and I think I got a steal on Russ and I'm dribbling the ball down, dribbling the ball down. I think Austin Reeves is on like my shoulder and I like bump him off. And like, I'm like, you know what? Bump him off, I'm right there at the rim. I'm about to just lay this, lay it up and just get back on defense. Pent it, crazy. Braun came from nowhere. I didn't see him, no one said anything. It was just like, he flew from the other side. And like, I seen that clip so many times. Epic. It was used on commercials. It was used social, it was just, it pisses me off every time I see it. So that's why. Yeah, cause you And said- I'm mad because I didn't dunk it. My dad always was like, why didn't you dunk it? I was like, I didn't see him coming at all. He's seen you, though. Yeah, no, we, we definitely all, did. We all seen the, the, the results of what he's seen. Yeah, no, um, for sure. So It's like that Supreme Dream yeah. schedule. You, just come, you come out of nowhere to beat that shit. Yeah, him or I would probably say Gobert, but that's... Yeah. Gobert? What? Yeah. He be blocking stuff. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I, I want to dunk on other guards, bro. No guard. I feel like no guards really jumping with me, though. I know. That's why yeah. I want to dunk on a guard. Like, they, ain't, they ain't gonna jump with me. I got dunk the, the, the worst dunk that I received was from Jason Terry. Oh, when he caught him? No, he caught me. Oh, Jason Terry yammed on you? Yeah, like, I, and I helped him. It was one of those things. It was, it was, it was the dumbest Yeah, I don't, think I, I don't think I've been dunking. He drove the lane and you know how like, you're going like this and you try to push the arm up. Oh yeah. It's one of those just, ah, and I push the arm up and it actually uh, helped him dunk. Boom, and one, I'm like, Wait, that was that's not a real dunk. Oh yeah. my god. Like I was trying to like 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 right. swipe up and just swipe them up and it'd Yeah, it'd be like that. I'm like, this is horrible. Uh, last question I got for you, Texas guy. Obviously, Texas Hoopers think they run the world now. Sure. You know, the Cali Hoopers probably have something to say about that. Come on, how many, how many, how many NBA players they got? Like six? Who? Texas. Texas? You talking about currently or just just currently? Currently? A lot. No, that's from Texas, not played at Texas. No, no, from te- the state of Texas. Ooh, seven. No, I think we have a lot more. Give me your, give me your all Texas starting five. If you can make this it. is about to be weak as shit. I know it is. Go. I can, I can, I can, <laughs> but for current, it's not going. It's not going. It's, it's going to be weak. Current? Current? That's the time. Yeah. It's current. Oh no, you can bring former guys in the mix too. But if you can make a starter five, he doesn't know. He doesn't include. know. Like no, I can get. I can get some people. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. Um, I'm gonna put. Mm, See, no, I'm gonna put. No, no, I'm gonna put. Put Larry Johnson at the four. He's six six. No, okay. Like, okay. I'm Carry putting him at the four. Okay. Carry Who's on. a center I need? The LJ six six. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I need a center. Yeah, center. See, I, I told you. Center. I need a center though. No, I'm gonna take the LJ back. I'm gonna put Chris Bosh at the four. I'm put Chris Bosh at the four. Was okay. Shaq from Texas or am I tripping? He went to high school. Shaq's Texas. definitely from Texas. Come on, yeah. help him out. Man. Yeah. There we go. I'm gonna help him out. That. Appreciate that. Forgot. Yeah. He was stationed in with San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio. Sorge. My high school coach coached against coached against Shaq. God. He's the only coach to ever beat Shaq in high school. Okay. Okay. Right. So I got Shaq at the five. Chris Bosh at the four. I'm put me at the one. I'm gonna put. They got mm. some. They got some players, Gil. They got some players. <laughs> I'm gonna put. Who's a two guard that I need? No one. Why am I stumped right now? Because it's Texas. No, I could, if I really had to, you caught me off guard with the question. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. That's what we do here, but it was, it was, it was good nature. Um, yeah, I just don't really have anything else. I'm just gonna put, 
So my boy Tyrese Maxey at the, I'm for Julius. No, Marcus Smart or Julius. But Marcus Smart? Yeah. I can't think of anybody right now at all. You got Steven Jackson, right? You do have Stack. Yeah. Stack five. You got uh, DeAndre Jordan? You do have DeAndre Jordan. I'm keeping Shaq, though, yeah. Yeah. Keeping Shaq. I think we good with Shaq. I don't think y'all going to be Florida. What? <laughs> no, they got no, no, no. If, I, if we really looked right now, we like definitely if we looked at the amount of players from Texas and we could get a better starting five than yeah, probably in Cali. But you, you said Marcus Smart, so that just kind of like you don't like Marcus Smart for all Texas team. I he got a guard like James Harden uh, from LA, probably like BD. I mean, you Baron know. Davis, yourself, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Butler. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, we got Clay. We got, I mean, we have LA squad. Yeah, we got. Give some more Texas. Now I need some more Texas. I ain't gonna lie. A, Trey Young. We got. TJ wait, wait, Trey, Trey Young is from where? Uh, uh, oh, 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 close enough. So, well, we got. Who? Oh yeah, TJ Ford. Yeah, he might have been born out there. Oh, he, he was nice. Cop from Texas Tech. T- yeah, I saw TJ Ford up in here. Mookie Remember the long shorts? Mookie Blaylock. They got a squad. They're like. That's yeah. standard. We we run this. It was standard. <laughs> well, RJ, we appreciate you pulling up. Appreciate Thank you for joining me. the Fubo Sports family. Yes, sir. Young Person Basketball Podcast dropping soon. We all yep. going. So if it's Young Person Basketball Podcast, you can't have Gil on there, right? Because he's an old person. Yeah, he's or, definitely old. Or is it just from your vantage point? He old head to act young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old head to act young. I can't get old. So it's smooth. It's smooth. I can't get old, bro. This has been another No Chill with Gilbert Arenas from Vegas at the Blue Wire Studio. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all soon.